Welcome to episode 527 of the League House Podcast. I'm your host, Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Greetings, Nick. What is good? Happy Tuesday. I almost said Wednesday. <laughs> Wishful thinking, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. On this episode, uh, no new patrons. Uh, very little uh, actual news. We'll have a tiny bit of League Cast news. We've got no stories. Wah, wah. We've got wah, wah. an ad read from Manscaped once again. Uh, a final round of Manager Mana that we'll be doing. Um, and I think next week, a little preview for next week that, that we're going to talk about. A tiny bit of competitive league, and then we'll close it out with Roundtable and Mail Fight. But let's let's get in first. Aiden, how was your week? Good. I played League of Legends, so Pog, better than most weeks. Uh, <laughs> um, that being said, I, I I did pretty well in League because I, I was kind of just not enjoying it. I mean, if anyone watched my streams of me playing solo queue, <laughs> um, they were they were they were streams. You know, they, they were there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they're still up, so they're not bad enough to remove. Um, <laughs> oh boy, it sounds like a me stream because <laughs> I, I I played one game and it, my first stream was like. I wanted to hit, I wanted to, I was D4 on my Smurf account, and I'm D4 negative winner on my Smurf account, and I play a game, and I'm against someone who's master tier top lane. I'm like, Ooh. it's just miserable, dude. It's like, I'm my gains are fucked, because I get like plus 25 minus like 10, so it's like, whatever, I can't really complain, but holy shit, man, why the fuck am I playing against a person who's in master tier when I'm D4 negative win rate, like 50 points? Like, yeah. Oh, just put me, like, put me like high diamond or like make me play against d4 players when i'm d4 but uh anyways i I think i ended that stream with the quote of holy fuck this game blows please don't support this company please play any other game <laughs> uh <laughs> oh i understand and then oh. i opened up the stream the next day uh with uh, i think i titled the stream something like uh try not to mold at league of legends challenge impossible <laughs> um but i think it went pretty well and then the day after went really really well and i'm uh, now d2 on my smurf account so i uh, i've somehow passed both of you guys um I, mostly well, I due to my gains game. just being stupid um <laughs> but i'm playing pretty well i think overall nice Aiden, if you wanted to pass me you didn't have to actually play any <laughs> games you just gotta wait for me to play some i don't know man being d4 i don't think you're gonna do it to d4 i think you like are gonna hover between d3 and d2 a lot but i don't think you're like d4 tilter like level but i mean Whoa. i i just did demote to d4 Whoa. but we'll we'll see if i get back <laughs> okay i didn't know that i'm not i wasn't doing that ironically. <laughs> i was gonna say uh, hit refresh bud <laughs> hit refresh yeah i i think i'll get back to d3 it's uh it's kind of ridiculous how bad i've had some teams man yeah like yeah i I don't know i've also been playing on my ad carry account a fair bit i've got that to platinum three i think it maybe it wasn't platinum three either way it's platform 490 right now i can't remember if i demoted from platinum three down to platinum four either i'm doing really well on that i win pretty well every cogma game i play 
um, which is kind of cool. So I'm trying to like play other AD carries now and th that's going worse. <laughs> uh, that being said, uh, next week I'm doing a Medikaiser on an AD carry that I've been playing a fair bit of. Ooh. So if you were in community games or if you've been watching my stream or hearing me talk about stuff, uh, you'll know what AD carry I'm going to talk about next week. Cause I had a, I had a game where, um, I went 16 10 on this AD carry and lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh so. yeah. That one. Oh, that one. Hmm. Yeah. So it's crazy that you can do that but ad carry is uh is a a, a tricky mistress sometime or mm -hmm. what's the actual saying i don't know what it is fickle, anyways fickle bitch fickle bitch yeah whatever um <laughs> either way uh i've been having a fair bit of fun with league i do think i am at i've pretty well decided i am not going to grind on my main account at all because if i win games i'm miserable because i have to just demote because i don't want to play master here uh master i don't want to play master series decay so i've just been like i've dodged three master series now and it's like what's the fucking point of playing on it yeah. like other than just playing decay um so i'm just gonna probably just play on smurf accounts or play very little for a little bit um mm -hmm. I, I think the game is in the best point it's been in a while for balance and stuff i just think that the actual ranked experience is getting to me more than uh, it typically is. So I'm just going to, hey, as a normal human being who can control my emotions, I'm just going to not play as much League. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was playing a little bit of TFT last night to, to make up for it. So I hit, I think, plat three on in TFT last night. So Nice. What about nice. you, Colton? How was your week? Uh, my week is pretty good. I've uh, not been playing a ton of League. I, I got a couple games in um today and i think like on the over the weekend gonna try to get more and especially now that i uh demoted to d4 uh still been queuing primarily phil and mm -hmm. it's it's wild how when i queue phil i still just get like four teammates who don't know how to play their roles yeah i, I don't understand like i one of my most recent games i gave up 80 carry that i got to give it to somebody on our team and i took jungle and then he just did, like, less damage on Kai'Sa, a character that pumps out insane damage. Like, mm. he did so little. And I'm like, well, I I could have played, like, Jin and still tripled your damage because AD carry's not that hard. Just don't int and auto-attack stuff. But Here's a, uh, uh, <laughs> a hot take. I fucking hate I AP Kai'Sa in solo queue i think it's so fucking yeah. trash oh, i, I oh do think God. it's gonna get gutted i think it just hasn't been because they're on their break sort of thing because there was a big yeah. reddit thread and, I, and people were like why the fuck did they nerf ap nidalee when this can exist and everyone's like because she's a new character everyone's like circle jerking that like yeah whatever no it's just because riot's not fucking patching the game right the second like it will get gutted first patch back mark my words like yeah it was it was an ad <laughs> kaisa just a bad player yeah. but um i think uh hopefully you know if, if i start playing more and playing better like most of the games that i've lost i haven't like been doing exceedingly well but it's like it, it sucks to lose eight out of ten where you went 50 50 every game like in your lane um mm -hmm. but that's just kind of the nature of the game sometimes where it's like going even obviously you're not always gonna get a 50 50 win rate yeah for sure um but that's uh pretty much it for me so uh nick what you been up to pog um took a break from league not for any particular reason um i went on a short little weekend trip with my girlfriend this this weekend uh we just went to a nearby city and just hung out um 
so I played, I think, seven games of League and only on my Smurf, and I have lost all of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but it's it's all right. I I've, I'm down one LP on them, so uh, it, it, it's fine. I um I'm having a lot of fun actually. I thought I'd be really tilted having lost so many games, but I, I I'm I'm happy to just queue up and and keep playing. Uh, my last two are on Riven, uh, who I think is like really really fun uh, in has really strong itemization at the moment. Um, so yeah. And it's a character I've always wanted to, to play. We'll see. Maybe I'm just become a, a top laner, you know, when the role is in the worst state it's ever been. <laughs> I do think there's but, some merits just to playing like fun stuff. Like I've pretty well decided that I'm never going to play shit. That's just OP. If I don't enjoy it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't care. It's not like I'm hitting GM. So like, what's the point in like playing shit that you don't enjoy to try just to get these points? <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly. I feel like you end up not having a fun time because the character isn't fun. And yeah. then also not having a fun time because you have to play solo queue. Like, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to enjoying the game and having fun that way. So we'll see where that takes me, whether it be back to gold or, Maybe I've just got hard stuck plot. Who knows? We'll yeah. Um, awesome. But yeah, I think that was pretty much it. So we'll get into the show. Uh, yeah. No new patrons this week, so we'll move straight into the league cast news. Well, there is a new patron. I'm fucking trolling. Oh. Uh, because he he subscribed yeah, literally so right before our show last week, and I forgot to add it to the list because I it was we were oh, literally doing the show when I saw it. I see. Um, uh, it is. Um, I, uh, fuck. I'm so so. I'm so sorry. So sorry. That's okay. He should have this, been on the last. This pause week, is dedicated week. to you. Yes, pause is dedicated to you, and everyone else listening has to deal with it because I messed up. It's mm-hmm. Drive Forward. Yo, thanks, Drive. That's a yeah. familiar name, right? In the Discord. Yeah, he's been in the Discord a bunch, but uh, yeah, he, he literally subbed like right before last week's episode, and I forgot to put it in. Oh, so. I see. I cool. see. Well, thank you, Drive. Awesome. Uh, Lee Cast News for real. Uh, zero league cast news other than the fact Pog. that we, we recorded the patron episode and that's up on our patreon and it's live for non-patrons next month but if you want to throw us one dollar our way it's a good one we talked about a bunch of old items for like an hour and 15 minutes i think it was like pretty long so yeah uh we we reminisced about the good old days and the bad old days when people actually thank god people didn't know how to itemize because <laughs> yeah boy imagine going back to like season one league with today's knowledge of, of like how to itemize and how to play macro and things like that and oof, yeah oh you'd be yeah the, the, rank one the average no skill level of league has gone up so yeah. much and it's uh, it's it's wild mm-hmm. it, if you, I mean, like, yeah, if you sent any of us back to season one League of Legends, I think, like, easily on a pro team, like, if not dominating at a professional level. Yeah. <laughs> not for very long, I imagine, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah that, and that's the that's the funny thing, yeah, is that, like, if you send that back, it the game improves so much faster, right? Like, oh, yeah. if, you, if you take Faker from today and put him on a team in, like, you know, season one by by season three the average level is so much better mm-hmm. than it was actual but season three then we get yeah, into get... a paradox where where like <laughs> yeah. current colton went back in time but improved the game too much so now current colton is too low elo to go back and improve the game <laughs> it is True. interesting though, yeah. because uh that's um like a lot of the reason why like you see like people who come from other regions to play in na and mm-hmm. their skill level declines like they're like for example this happens with like tons of imports in like NALCS um yeah. 
like let's just look at like summit right now summit is shitting on everyone it's not even close it wouldn't be out like a com completely crazy idea for summit in two seasons to be a fourth fifth best top laner because a he's improving everyone else and b his practice is way worse because he's just has no one else to practice versus mm -hmm. like it's like that, that yeah. kind of sucks but that's how it works that is, that is really interesting uh, awesome. So the new news. There's yeah. a comic book about the ruination. Yeah, it's kind of cool, actually. Um, they're doing their first fucking or I guess novel. It, I'm sorry, it's a novel. Yeah, not a yeah, comic it's book. like a full novel. It's uh, just about ruination. Uh, I don't personally know the writer, um, but they talk about how the book tells a story of Callista, the military general to King Viego, as she searches for a leg legendary realm that may have access to ancient magic, uh, the only way to cure the poisoned queen Isol isolate or whatever her name is um it's like dude i hate to say it when i was a fucking kid in like uh grade seven grade eight grade six whatever i loved the halo novels like i was like oh this is video game stuff but in book form i'll read this and i feel like link books could be really fucking good oh yeah there's so much like yeah. really really cool lore and atmosphere um there's that exists there's a ton and like as someone who's been sucked into a lot of that stuff like I mean, I I never really got into the Star Wars novels, but there's a shitload of I've them. They're really good, like a lot of them. Um, like Warhammer, like Fantasy Warhammer, as well as Warhammer 40k. Mm -hmm. There's so fucking much content, and I've read a small, small sliver of it and really enjoyed it. But like taking established like worlds from games that have like typically minimal lore or like a snapshot lore of like whatever time yeah. period you're in now there's it's just so much like free escape for those authors to make a bunch of awesome stories so i'm i'm excited for more league of legends you know room terra set novels to see how those uh go i'll definitely have to pick this one up and mm -hmm. take a read yeah I, i'd be crazy if we didn't try to read it <laughs> so it'd be awesome it's for our boys at manscape too i'm actually wearing a manscape shirt right now Hell yeah because it's comfy as fuck um anyway into the ad splish splash i was taking a bath with nick cooper and i noticed that he has beautiful balls the ad doesn't say that but i'm gonna do it anyway thank you our friends of manscape the global leaders in below the waist hygiene are turning men's shower dreams into their favorite routine with the all-new ultra premium collection this all-in-one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed uh, designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe your skin hair balls and your nick cooper deserve this <laughs> Save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code LEAGUECAST. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code LEAGUECAST at manscaped.com. Now, Nick, when we were taking our amazing bath, I know you said that you went on your weekend getaway with your girlfriend. It was it was actually me. <laughs> I, I hate to, to dox you like that, but okay. you know, you and I, you and I took a little trip. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did you did you happen to notice my amazing little travel bag with all of my high quality manscape sure products did. that I brought? <laughs> what I what like were some of the things you noticed in there? Um, <laughs> actually, so unironically, I received my uh, premium package. Yeah, I forget what it's called, but yeah, I, I got that this week. Um, it comes with. Uh, shampoo, conditioner, lip balm, and deodorant. Deodorant's great, dude. Mm -hmm. I fucking love uh, deodorant. <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned it last week, and I got it, I think, 
that that day or the day after yeah. the deodorant is fantastic so yeah definitely uh hooked on that i've actually been using the lip balm a lot too um mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> not it's like yeah i like it when subtle. you have soft lips nick it's like super <laughs> subtle it's not like a very overpowering yeah. uh like like scent i suppose mm-hmm. um, so I, I don't know it's really awesome i i enjoy those those things that's yeah, great absolutely so um as we've been saying for months now uh, manscape makes great products which you can get for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using the code LEADCAST. It's time to get wet and clean with your new Manscaped shower routine and, of course, Nick Cooper. Mm-hmm. We're going to get wet and clean, buddy. Okay, sounds good. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank Thanks. you, Manscaped. That was Thanks, Manscaped. awesome. Yeah. We appreciate all your stuff. Aiden, yep. manage your mana. The final one because Manage I feel like doing everything is too much. Do but I pulled up fifteen of them, so we're gonna get through the Ooh, final shit. five that I pulled up. So they're not just sitting in my Google Keep notes for like ever. Okay. Um, so maybe as, we could have more HP than than usual to get. Yeah, yeah, we, I, yeah, yeah. I'll give you guys how about one hundred and fifty just because the last one's gonna be like a little okay. rough. How about that? Okay, um, sounds good. But you're sure. not going to get health back if you nail it. How about that deal? The, we're, we're changing the rules. Anyways, the rule okay. of this game is there's mana cost for League of Legends abilities. Sometimes they're a lot. Sometimes they're a little bit. So Nick and Colton are going to start with 150 HP. I'm going to tell them an ability uh, and what level the ability is. And they're going to tell me how much mana that costs. For every point of mana that they're off, they lose one HP. Uh, first one to zero loses. Uh, Colton has lost the last two weeks. Uh, he almost won last week, but he fucking tanked it all by saying <laughs> Shen Q is 40 mana when it was 140 uh, energy. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, first well, one. Just to, to be fair, I, I answered correctly first when I said zero because it costs yeah. zero mana. <laughs> um, I, I, I still think that was a correct answer and that the game is wrong. True, it's rigged. Uh, first uh, question. Tom Kench W5 costs what mana? Rank five Tom uh, Kench W. Um, as the defending champion, I will go first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 90 mana. Okay. I'm gonna. I was gonna say eighty. Okay, it costs 120 mana. Uh, so Colton's down yeah. to 110. Nick's down to 120 because we started at 150. Okay. <laughs> um, next is how much mana does TF's rank five W restore? Ooh, a little mix up. Colton might have the the victory on this one. Uh, I'm gonna say 110. Um, his W restores. At rank I don't five. think it's that much. Seventy-five. <laughs> it's one hundred and fifty. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> my health is draining rapidly. <laughs> so my my oh, thought shit. process was it has to restore the cost of the ability plus more. I think the ability costs a hundred. Um, yeah, so. so it has to be more than a hundred, right? <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, I, you see, I was thinking along the same lines, but I felt like it cost less. And as far as I remember, I, I remember it restoring like barely more than the ability. Cost. I, like I thought it was. More, but. I thought it was eighty, and it restored like thirty to get to one ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Anyways, next down to eighty, Colton's down to forty-five. Uh, question Uh-oh. three. Uh, once again, tailor a little bit. How much does Zillion Rank Three Ultimate cost? Okay, Colton. <laughs> uh. Oh, 150. I I honestly don't know. I'm going to say 100. It is 150. Colton is already oh. dead. Dude, I don't know how much anything fucking costs. <laughs> I do have I really more. Don't. I just want to go it's through those for fun. 100, really 125, 150, right? It's 175. 
Oh, it's 175? Sorry, I, did I say it's 150? You said 150, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. it's 175. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's it costs oh, okay. a lot. Um, we'll just go through the last three just for fun because I have them and Undefeated. I don't want to do another one of these next week. Um, okay. How much does Udyr W uh, at level 18 cost? Rank 5 W at level 18. Um, 22. 30. 28. Colton is closer. For oh, Hell fuck. Yeah. I was going to say 28. Um, how much does Morgana W at rank 5 cost? Uh, I think this is like 110, 110. Colton? 130. 130 right on the fucking oh, dot. Nice. Holy shit. <laughs> we you just picked the wrong the abilities. You smurf uh, when you don't have any health. <laughs> and then our final <laughs> yeah. one, the one to actually determine the champion because Nick didn't win three weeks in a row. Um, how Definitely much does Cassidy R uh, after you mana cap it at four cast cost? 1600 1200 640 <laughs> no way That's, yeah it's 640 now they changed it they yeah. it used to scale way higher you yeah, no... infinitely be able to use it in base and then tp and use it they made that not a thing anymore so it's capped at 640 after forecasts that's it oh my god huh. unless i somehow okay. did research and was wrong but i don't think that's the case but uh I mean, no, you, I, I check, I'm pretty certain I, I look this stuff up. It's not like I just pulled this out of my ass when I made it. But uh, did you load <laughs> into Summoner's Rift? Get to I level eighteen it. in in in. Yeah, you have to level. Per, uh, anyways, uh, congrats <laughs> to Nick for being the winner. If we did in that reverse order, Nick would have been a thousand negative a thousand health uh, <laughs> after the first question. So um, I'm I'm glad we didn't do it that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was fun. I see. Awesome. Thank you, uh, Aiden. Next yeah. week, do you want to give us a little teaser? Yeah. Well, I guess you already did with the I'm 80 gonna, carry that you... Yeah, the 80 carry I'm talking about Misfortune, by the way. I'm going to talk about Lethality Misfortune, because I think Lethality Misfortune is super OP. I just think she's very boring to play and therefore has a super low play rate. She's really, really strong, though. Mm -hmm. um, now, yeah. I, I guess, quick question, is this Eclipse, I would imagine? Yeah, you go... Uh, like Just a quick, quick preview. You literally go uh, Eclipse into Collector into Lord Doms. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Which sense. is kind of crazy, but it's hmm. fun. You go Collector and Doms? Yeah, uh, you can choose to go Sereldas instead of uh, uh, Lord yeah. Doms, but I like gotcha. Lord Doms overall. Okay, but okay. It's great. It's, it's really, really fun. Uh, anyways, oh, do we want to talk about competitive league for a little bit? Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, let's do the bottom one first because I think the top one is way more interesting personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, TSM fired their – was it their their head coach? Their head coach, yeah. Yeah, for um, financial unethical behavior. Is that what I was what I was reading? Yeah. Like, so correctly? what it really comes down to is so this, he's the coach who was on LMQ like way back in the day. Oh, I see. Pretty well, like everyone's coming out and talking about this guy. It's pretty well he doesn't actually do any coaching. He's just someone mm -hmm. who very much has connections to lots of foreign players, mm -hmm. and that's his main draw. Like he doesn't coach the team really at all. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, they fired uh, their coach Peter Zhang um, because. <laughs> He has been over the past couple of years at TSM. He's been when he get when they get import players. He's been working out contracts with them so that he takes a portion of their oh my um, god contract in order to get signed to TSM. Holy fuck! Like a little broker fee. Yeah, <laughs> and the biggest example of wow. this, uh, which isn't is no one obviously this is like all rumors and speculations, but it's Sword Art. The reason why Sword Art got a $6 million oh deal is because God. he got Sword Art when Sword Art wasn't a fucking top player in the LPL, um, but f got a portion of the salary. Hmm. <laughs> That's wild so, that 
if this is and again has this been confirmed by this has yeah, been was... like it's now being talked about like behind like players and stuff are coming out like okay it's coming out because sword art after obviously like they came what he came here yada yada went back um he peter zhang was taking money from players for his some family members like surgery or something like that so he would borrow money from players he'd go to a player and be like hey can i have like $25,000. Hey, can I have $10,000? Hey, can I have whatever? He borrowed $80,000 from Sword Art or something like that. Or, no, that was uh, Sword Art got him to sell his car, but then took all the money from the car when he was in, in NA and then wouldn't pay him back. And then Sword Art was going to come out about it. And then a bunch of players are coming out about like him just oh my. pretty well stealing players' money um, from like wild. family huh. surgeries and stuff. And it's like one of those things where it's like, fuck, maybe he actually is in a position where he somehow has squandered his money despite being on TSM as a coach for three years Mm -hmm. um and he does need money i I think that is a possibility but imagine putting your players in a position where you're asking them for money as like their head coach and then not even to fucking mention the fact that he's getting players to come to the team and then taking part of their salary as a holy fuck to get them on the team like holy yeah that is wild that's insane And, and like i don't know I, I don't know anything about, like, the, the corporate organization of TSM, yeah. but I would imagine if that was, like, a, a thing is, like, hey, I'm having financial issues because, like, me or a family member are ha- having, like, serious medical bills. Like, yeah. could the org maybe help? Or yeah. even, like, at, at a certain point, like, hey, could Riot maybe help? Like, again, I don't know if they mm-hmm. would have done anything about it. I, I can't speak to that, but... It's wild to me that he thought he could, like, skim off players' salaries and mm-hmm. get away with it. Yeah, well, it's, it's fucking it crazy. It kind of sounded like a, uh, oh, what is it? Is it a Ponzi scheme where you just, like, keep moving the bar, you know? Yeah. Like, you just, I mean, you just pass the buck on to someone else where, uh, let's mm-hmm. say, like, Colton, I need money for a surgery. Aiden, yeah. I'm going to sign you. I'm going to take some of your money. I'm going to pay back... Like I'm gonna pay back Colton and then move on to the next one, like to the next person. Um, but that just seems so unsustainable. From like, I guess from that perspective, you're just gonna have family emergency surgery all the time, or yeah, I, I mean, know. like, like, like double if obviously not even being a part of TSM yeah. anymore. Like, double if was on stream and he's talking about, it. he's like, yeah, he came to me and asked me for seventy thousand dollars. Oh my god! And it's just like fuck. That's crazy. Like, yeah. And, and it's, it very much sounds like a TSM had no idea any of this shit was going on sort of thing, um, especially mm-hmm. the, like, skimming off player contracts. Like, that that's fucking crazy. Which is shocking to me is that, like, do, do they not have contract, like, specialists or, or lawyers to to read through that and make yeah, sure everything's, like, good? I mean, that's it's one of those things I'm that wondering... it might be in the player's best interest to be, keep quiet about it as well, right? If you're a player and you want to go play in NA mm-hmm. for TSM and the coach is going to get you on this team for probably more than any other team is going to pay you, but he, he's taking, let's just say, 10% of your contract. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, man. That's great for your career. That's true. Like, I guess so, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it, it's it's odd to me. Like, I, I think that that, yeah, is the biggest thing is like, if it was written into the contract it's odd to me that nobody noticed mm-hmm. it and then if it was happening like behind the scenes where it was right like an under the table deal where it's like we're gonna sign you for you know 10 million i'm gonna take a million off the top mm-hmm. and that just happens where it's like we send you the money and then you send it to me like separately <sighs> that like i i'm really wondering about the mechanics of this from like 
working in the like financial crime yeah. investigations <laughs> area it's just like that's what i do and i'm just really wondering how this was happening like who's cutting the checks who's sending the mm-hmm. wires like how how is this not found sooner yeah yeah um, it's pretty wild um Hmm. either way it's good that he's being removed like the like players association kind of stepped in they're like hey we're gonna make sure that like all the players are like actually protected and like stuff like this uh is gonna be dealt with properly so it's yeah. good that he's like being removed from the scene uh hopefully won't work in the scene again when shit like this is happening it's insane that he was working in the scene since like fucking 2013 so it's not like oh he fucking came out with a like thing that was saying i'm sorry uh i guess i just don't understand like north american like customs and stuff what? like that and it's like what the fuck are you all it was something along those lines just like that's yikes. insane <laughs> like yikes huh that's not, that's not for... a misunderstanding yeah interesting no you, you, he knows what he did like you don't you don't do that and get away with it for that long without knowing what you're doing <laughs> yeah Right, if it was if it was a misunderstanding, then like at some point that just becomes public knowledge because he's like asking Reginald and asking the team's lawyer to borrow seventy thousand dollars. Yeah. Like hmm. he's clearly like backroom pressuring players or offering them like spots on TSM to do this. Yeah, Jesus. for sure. It's funny, fucking speak his tweet about it. <laughs> After all came out, he's like, every day on TSM's a fucking banger. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <sighs> um, and I guess uh I, I like to note they went two oh this weekend. <laughs> yeah, they are playing better. Uh, they, they actually beat like Cloud Nine and Immortals? Yeah. So like they're still impressive. playing insane. Like they're still they still look like a weak team, but they look like kind of what I expected them to look like at the beginning of the yeah. season. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. I mean, I I didn't think they ever looked like I don't know. I, I guess yeah, they did look bad. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna f- fool around it, but I don't know. I, a little bit of like PTSD or I don't know. Expectations as a CLG fan is like TSM's always gonna gonna show up, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, at some point they they're gonna they're gonna find their groove. So interesting. Uh, and then the other like more important piece of news in my opinion is that T1 became the first LCK organization to go 18 and 0 in a split. Um so they have best of two, best of threes. Yeah, um, best of threes. So they did drop games. It wasn't like a totally perfect season. Um but I think there was only really one series that was even remotely close uh and that you know they still ended up popping off. So yeah, it, it is a little Super bit weird impressive. because the second best team in LCK is definitely Gen G. Like it's pretty straightforward. And both times mm-hmm. they played Gen G, they haven't played their full roster. One time they had three subs, and one time they had one sub. Um, so like they weren't pushed as hard as I think they should have been. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I but, see. Like I, I don't know. I think they could have lost those games. Like I think Gen G is mm-hmm. actually really really good. Um, but even then, being, you know, that's what sixteen and two at that point. Yeah, for sure. No, they it's still both. insane. It's just like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I do think that I wouldn't be surprised. Like, they can definitely lose games in playoffs to Genji, because uh, Genji actually will have the roster, because Kespa finally is fucking, or LCK has finally got uh, out of their own ass and made it so that uh, you can play from your, like, uh, 
like team facility due to yeah. COVID. Because just every single fucking week, dude, players would just have COVID and then they would just have subs and then it would just, yeah. it just ruin the fucking split. Like it was every single week there'd be at least a team that had to like play with subs and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so playoffs at least, like it sounds like they're going to allow teams to play from their team facilities. So we'll actually get good competitive games. So. Yeah, and I think the way that nice. LCK is set up, um, you, you, like where there's games throughout the week and not only Saturday, Sunday, it made it a lot harder to reschedule those games as well. Yeah. Uh, so, interesting. It's it's why, like, I, this is surprising to me because I would have thought that T1 would have already done it. Yeah, like, I guess that was... Yeah, I, I could see that. Because I... I like i feel like they've won worlds without dropping a game i feel like they've won lck playoffs without dropping a game let alone a series i mean obviously like a full split without dropping a series is i i would say almost like harder yeah because like there's not so much stakes and like those one-off things can happen Mm -hmm. where like yeah, uh, you know, I I trust that T one's gonna like win the best of five every time, but do they maybe drop a best of three over the course mm-hmm. of you know eighteen of them? Yeah, you know, shit happens if it's just you know you had two bad games in a row, or maybe somebody was like sick that day, like whatever the fuck it might be. Yeah, I mean, eighteen's a lot, so I you know I totally understand it dropping a series or two, but the fact that they haven't done it at all is really really impressive. Yeah, their old the old record for LCK was also by T1. It was fourteen zero, mm-hmm. uh, which they broke this season. So, it was what uh, the old record was by uh, T1. It was fourteen zero, like for fourteen zero. Yeah, okay, then they lost oh, okay. the fifteenth so, series. See. So they they had had an undefeated split before. No, this is just no, it, like the, it was like it, all the splits are always eighteen series, but they got oh, okay. 14-0, so they, they, they won they fourteen dropped. games in a row. Yeah, fourteen yeah, series. That was row, the longest yeah. streak. Yeah, got you. They beat yeah. it this year. Wow. So, but I mean, impressive as as fuck. So yeah, it's, it's going to be wild when they do it again in summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it. De- it depends if you know if Genji or other teams don't show up. I could I could easily see that happening again. Um, no, no, we're they... going back to T1 dominance. Summer split, they're not going to lose a single game. Playoffs, they're not going to lose a single. I mean, game. their team's cracked. Their team is fucking yeah. Their team brilliant. is cracked. Like, what their weakest player is the support. Is that? Uh, no, no, their, their supports. Is like... it the jungler? Uh, probably their jungler uh, owner is probably the yeah weakest, like, yeah yeah just because... and only because Canyon exists. <laughs> yeah, Canyon's definitely the best. I mean, owner just like is a little bit in sometimes. Like uh, mm-hmm. Zeus uh, is probably like going to be a top top laner in this in the LCK in like a season. He's yeah. just like this is one of his first splits. Uh, Gumiyushi is obviously fucking cracked. He's Faker's so cracked. having mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Faker last year looked not bad, but like weaker i would say and this year he just looks fucking cracked again like yeah and complete then, yeah. resurgence i i think in the last um series to go that he didn't die at all yeah um if i'm not mistaken or didn't die in his win something like that but mm-hmm. he was it was i saw like the lck all pro team was announced and it was t1 except for we swapped the jungler for canyon yep. yeah <laughs> yeah and that, that's always like hilarious to me because it's happened a couple other times where it's like the fan votes or like the mvps for every position and it's just like one team sub out one player yeah and i think that happens like, like a lot with the top of lck specifically yeah yeah they're, it's they're, hilarious the squad is crazy they're fucking just zoomers plus faker because i think they're all like 
between 18 and 20 and then fakers uh i think 25 <laughs> i mean the t1 pipeline is absolutely fucking insane at one point it was gumiyashi um berserker plus i think teddy. whoever the starter was yeah plus yeah. teddy right like yeah, those were the those were the, the fucking top 580 carries <laughs> yeah exactly that was a b and c for for t1 at one point like yeah. absolutely insane so yeah t1's uh, awesome. good man yeah, very exciting to uh, to watch them continue to break streaks somehow, uh, even after, I don't know, a decade of doing it. So, cool, cool, cool. That's wild. Uh, let's move into the roundtable. Yeah, so last week's question was, what region in Runeterra could you make the best team comp with? What would your team comp consist of? We got a billion answers. I tried to pick, like, one from, like, each region sort of thing. So, Ram Rainbow Honeysuckle said, Bandle City, City is uh, super underrated. You have Top, we have Nar, Kennen, Clad, Poppy, Rumble, Teemo. Jungle uh, is probably the weakest, which is Poppy and like Rumble. Mid, Corky, Fizz, <laughs> Heimerdinger, uh, Vigar, Vax, Ziggs. Bot is Corky, Tristana, Vigar, Ziggs. Support is Lulu, Donger, Vigar, and Poppy. Yeah, like, I, I think other than like being a little bit magic heavy, like, uh, Bandle City's really, really strong. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Kirshion said, how about some Zon love? We have Singed, uh, or got top, Vire, Warwick in the jungle, Echo or Victor mid, Jinx, AD carry, and Renata support. That's a pretty good lineup. Ooh. Um, then the, the pasta said, Shadow Isles, Viego, Hecarim, Gwen, Karthus, Thresh. I think I would run Senna instead of Karthus, uh, AD yeah, carry. Yeah, or Kalista. Uh, yeah, those would both be kind of sick, though. Mm -hmm. Um, from our Discord, uh, Shark Sharko said Ionia, Land of Balance, Shen Top, Lilia, Jungle, Yon Mid, Jin Bottom, and Karma support. Zapaladin said Shrima because of scaling, Nasus Top, Ramus Jungle, Zira Mid, Sivir AD Carry, and uh, Zareth support. Tappen said Freljord, Trinimir Top, Trundle Jungle, Lissandra Mid, Ash and Braum Bottom. And last Ooh. but not least, Cash Bear said Noxus, which is Riven Top, Katarina Mid, Ivern Jungle, Draven AD Carry, and Rel support. Interesting. Is Ivern noxious yeah i mean he's like in around that region sort of thing oh interesting okay huh i would not have uh pegged it i i feel like that freljord team is so fucking good right now and it, mostly because trinomir is probably the best character in the game dude trundle's um, cracked as well i think uh, like trundle is one of the hardest characters in the game to beat right now i think yeah he's just, i mean he's just stats you know pretty yeah. pretty crazy um especially with uh lethal tempo Ugh. oh it's fun um, yeah so this week's roundtable question. Yeah, this week's roundtable question is a little bit different. We already got lots of responses on our Discord and on our Ooh. Twitter, but uh, it is, what is a question you would like to ask the League of Legends community? This question <laughs> can be serious or fun. In parentheses, yes, this is a shameless way to uh, to get future roundtable questions. <laughs> um, so this is my question because I don't have any questions, and that's the reason why I made this my question. Uh, so do you guys have any questions that you'd like to be able to ask the League of Legends community? I mean, do they have to be like, roundtable themed no they can be like anything i just think can that, i just like, say like just why are you so ideas. angry all the time <laughs> actually true though dude this game <laughs> why makes do people you... so angry for some reason why do you not treat this like a video game like the <laughs> video game it is in fact yeah yeah i guess that yeah, would be I, my I, my question my, on a similar note i i would love to be able to like ask and actually get like a thoughtful response from league of legends players on like what are you trying to accomplish? What is your goal when you're flaming somebody, pinging them, calling them bad at the game? Like, you you realize all you're doing is making your chances of win go down. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Do you think that by telling your top laner your dog shit, all of a sudden they're going to start playing better? 
I have, I have a good one for that cold night this week. I'm going to, I'm going to not have the names in it for like the players, but we had this Nautilus player and we had this 80 carry, right? And the 80 carry was like kind of tilt. Sorry. It was, uh, it was like Tom Kench player. The 80 carry is tilted because the Tom Kench didn't eat him or whatever. Um, and the 80 carry like goes like, just eat me. Right. And the guy goes, Play, play up. The, not, the Tom Kench like W in or something. It's like the AD carry couldn't get there and died. And the Tom, Tom Kench is blaming the AD carry for dying or whatever. Um, AD carry gets mad like and like kind of threatens to like int or whatever. And what's the Nautilus response? What's the Tom Kench's response to this? Um, do it. You won't, you won't fucking intentionally feed. And then the AD carry doesn't int. The AD carry just like goes like whatever is chill. And the Nautilus goes, I knew you wouldn't do it. You're such a fucking pussy. <laughs> and what does the AD okay. carry do? Goes down mid. <laughs> oh boy! It's like what, what is your like? What do you want? Like if if you if your response is I knew you wouldn't intentionally feed, you're a pussy. Like, dude, what's the reaction that you're getting out of this? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I had a very similar experience today where like our support, we get in the lobby, our support says um, something to the effect of like, oh great, and uh, like five games in a row where I have a dog shit AD carry. <laughs> And then Instalox Turbo, um, uh, I guess Disco Nasus or Disco, yeah. sorry, Nunu. Yeah. And then like our mid laner, I guess has Stockholm syndrome at some point because they <laughs> aren't actually inting the game. He's just playing like support Disco Nunu, yeah. and like apparently it's like my fault in the top lane, even though like this person literally cost us the game. Like it was this per one person's fault, regardless of my performance. Yeah. A bit delusional sometimes. It's just people are so angry. It's like actually so yeah. fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, if you want to uh, give uh, us a question that you can ask the general League of Legends community, if it can be roundtable themed or it can be not, and I can just like pick the idea for, I don't know, it's just fun to like get new ideas in here and stuff. Um, that'd be wonderful. You can hit us up on our Twitter, which is at LeeCast. You can send us an email, mailleadcastpodcast.com, or you can post in our Discord, which is discord.gg slash leadcast poggers um let's jump into mail fight the first email is from i think luck or luke um okay i was making sure they didn't laugh at my pronunciation in the very last part of it <laughs> uh hey guys quick update i finally started watching jojo and in all honesty i have to say that the first episode made me doubt if it was worth watching the animation looked awful the writing of plot and characters seemed too corny and made me cringe a bit and it lacked the supernatural or fantasy-esque I was expecting from it. But let me say, I couldn't have been more wrong, and I'm glad about it. The show keeps getting better and better as I watch it. I'm currently at the arc in which Jojo and uh, Caesar are training to fight against the Pillarmen. The powerful characters in the comedy is what I'm enjoying most. Maybe it's a bit silly wanting to drop a show after just one episode. Uh, who would have thought? But that just got me thinking uh, about my way of rating or enjoying anime. The first one I watched in its entirety was Naruto. Holy fuck. Mm -hmm. uh, unless he doesn't mean Shippuden. <laughs> uh, so I guess I have a bias towards it and shonens in general. Uh, I noticed that I keep comparing plot and characters from new animes I watched to the Sasuke and Naruto relationship of protagonist and antagonist, for example. On another note, I was thinking about pro league teams and how their rosters are built. What if instead of getting players by position uh, teams got a player for each role, like assassin, mage, etc. I believe it would allow for more interesting and versatile drafting and teams could have more than five man rosters. I know a lot of things would have to change. For example, being able to decide which players will play the match after champ select. And a lot of pros uh, enjoy playing different types of champs, but maybe it would benefit others. For example, uh, power of evil that is famous for control mages. Uh, now that I think about it, this has many flaws, but it's just an idea. What do you guys think? Take care and keep up the good work. 
Follow up on my last email. I forgot to say uh, that I want to try a Dark Souls or a Souls-like game. Uh, which one do you guys think is the most beginner-friendly that I could start with? I have the Xbox Game Pass and include Skyrim. Is it similar? <laughs> I'm all ears to your, ex uh, to your recommendations. Also, I've been meaning to tell you this for a while, but I can't help giggle when... Uh, when you laugh at something funny, but one of you, mostly Nick, sometimes Aiden says, just says, that's funny with a serious <laughs> tone. <laughs> and when Colton, I think, says no one likes Nick's during the <laughs> Manscaped read, whatever it's pun intended or not, but it sure gets me every time, Luke or Luck. Thank Hell you yeah. for, for your enjoyment of our uh, Manscaped ads brought to you by the one Colton uh, Blue Basket Sweat. Um, I like talking about balls. Yeah, that's why he means Oriana. Yeah, <laughs> yep. That's why I only play Oriana, Syndra, and Nunu because Nunu gets to roll a big, big ball. <laughs> True. Um, so I think we'll go backwards. Yeah, sure. I think it's good. Um, uh, Skyrim is not a Souls game. Uh, but I mean, if that's a game that looks interesting to you, by all means, go for it. Um, a lot of people really, really enjoy Skyrim. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's gotten multiple iterations i think we're on like four or five now for a reason people keep buying it and keep enjoying it so that's the that's the way to go with that yep um i personally think the easiest souls game to start with and i would start with a souls game because like it's souls like like that's the that's the like category i guess the yep. genre um and there's no reason you would play a souls like before a souls series game i guess uh and i'd recommend elden ring i don't know if that's yeah. on game pass yet but it is the, by far the most beginner-friendly. Um, I think it's the most interesting for a new player where, yeah, the spoiler, none of the Souls games tell you where to go. Mm -hmm. um, you kind of have to stumble around and figure that out. But in Elden Ring, you're rewarded with exploration by being able to go basically wherever you want at any point. Yeah. Um, there are some like gateways and things like that, but you can pretty much do whatever you if a boss is too challenging you don't have to sit at it and grind it for you know 90 attempts before you're able to get it you can just go in somewhere else grind a little bit and then come back to that boss and beat it you know easy peasy oh for um, sure i i also think it has the benefit of like you can enjoy that game outside of enjoying the core gameplay loop whereas if you're playing say dark souls one two three bloodborne whatever you yeah. pretty well have to enjoy the this game is very punishing and I have to get better and learn battles and that's the enjoying part of it. Whereas Elden Ring, I think you don't even have to enjoy that part of the game to like play it. <laughs> like you could just enjoy the world, the story, the combat, you know what I mean? Like all that. Like you don't have to enjoy like the punishing Dark Souls part of the game, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many like I think Elden Ring has made every single uh play style that has existed in a souls game more viable than it ever has been um so I, I, that would that would be my my guess um i think that's definitely the way to go um it, it definitely makes me want to play other ones so let's put it that way yeah i don't know i don't know if it's on game pass and if it's that's not, the okay then it, I, I, I don't think a single souls game is on the only souls like game that's even on games Pass is uh remnant from the ashes which is mid i would oh, say at best don't, yeah um, don't play that it's dark souls with guns but it's not as good <laughs> it was it was like it was all right because you're it's a three-person game and you can play yeah because you're playing with the boys yeah mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely not a good game that's the only i think uh souls like game that's on there though but yeah um cool uh yeah i think you kind of highlighted a lot of the issues that um teams have when they would be doing those things like switching out roster after the game start which 
I mean, doesn't really seem fair, I guess. To the also, teams like playing. The, obviously, like in current League of Legends, you can't swap swap out the roster after like you draft and whatever. But the only mm-hmm. time that we've ever seen a team have a different player for like like this player is a whatever player like a control mage player and then we have him versus our assassin mid laner the only time we've ever seen that happen and work is with faker and um easy hoon back yeah. in like season three or five i can't remember i think it's mm-hmm. five where i think it was five yeah like around five easy hoon just played azir better than faker yeah so like yeah and, and azir his, was, i mean like, his azir was godlike like, yeah and it, like azir was super meta so like they would mm-hmm. they would run easy hoon so they could play azir yeah and it's like in theory, you could translate that to this player can play five characters better than our other mid laner. And then when this player's in, we have, can run different comps and stuff like that. But it's just, in theory, it makes sense, but it just doesn't work as well in practice, I think, is like the way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, right. So like there's the communication familiarity that becomes a huge thing. Um, I think, again, most pro players play a lot of characters mm-hmm. and it would be tough to have two mid laners that are actually comparable but like one of them has five characters they're better on the other one has five that they're better on um and and again like i think it's something we've talked about a lot where it's like being able to play certain types of characters and play against certain types of characters like you need experience on Mm -hmm. both like if you want to be able to play against assassins, you probably need to have played a few games as an assassin. If you want to succeed as or against a control mage, you have to play as and against control mages. Like those things don't really split so much. Where like the the, the skills are are so universalized at this point. Where like I, I don't think we'd ever see somebody who could play assassins at like a, a world level. <laughs> but then wouldn't for some reason be like just as competitive on yeah. control mages. Like it, maybe their maybe their assassins are better, but like th- their control mages are probably just as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to play would, like at least be, a certain pool together like regardless. <laughs> like it would just be really difficult to justify like that I I, I suppose. Um it'd be when really you can cool find players who are who are serviceable at all those things, you know, and not tip your hand, I suppose. Yeah. It's a really cool idea. Like, but it just doesn't work in theory, I guess, or in practice. I yeah, guess it, it I, works in theory. I could but. almost see this working better from like a, a drafting, like a queue perspective, mm-hmm. where like I want to queue up for assassin yeah. or marksman because like that that's something that's been pissing me off a lot about solo queue games is like, oh great, we've got like Senna, Lucian, Bottom, Kindred, Jungle, and Action mid. Like yeah. we have, we have four marksmen. How do we play this game? Mm-hmm. Like that, that I think could be interesting if you had like a primary role and maybe primary archetype, and it just like tried to balance it. Obviously, it it wouldn't really work because you could still pick anything you want. Yeah, I think the closest. Having... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, finish your thing. It's just like having super unbalanced team comps in Solo Queue makes me angry. Yeah, yeah it's, it is pretty frustrating. I, I think the most practical like version of this is not having another player who can play a different role, but like having two players on the team who could swap roles and have different pools. I think that's a yeah, way I more practical use. Like yeah. having your top laner, like say Fudge. Fudge is someone who was a top professional top laner. I was playing mid. Is there a world where Summit can play like 
GP mid into a matchup and be way stronger than Summit can still play or than uh, Fudge can still play top because he used to be a top laner? For sure. Like, and I think that would be a place where like, oh, our, we're going to have this player play mid because he's better at this into this matchup and our other player is serviceable or good at the other role so like they can swap around. I, I just don't think it works mm -hmm. in like the literally have you have a sixth member for this, but but it's cool. It's a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, as, as for Jojo, uh, it, I think it only gets better. Um, and it becomes much more bizarre. Uh, and we'll, I'll leave it at that since you're, yeah, I would say, especially if you're, if you're approaching from part one, like the, the animation definitely changes a lot. And like, I, I love part one, but mm -hmm. I w would not recommend it as like a starting point if you're trying to give it the best possible chance. Like I, I can see why people are turned away from JoJo by starting yeah, part so, one. I mean, it's it's really easy when you consider, I think I've said this before, like uh, I think it just hit like 35 years. <laughs> yeah. Like part one was written in the late 80s. Uh, I, I think the late 80s. I think it finished before the 90s so like at that point in like manga it was that very much like good guy bad guy good guy will always overcome the bad guy and like that that's just how it was written so yeah. it's definitely a product of its time and i think part two really really breaks the shell and sort of like comes into its own until like part three where it just becomes truly i think like genre defining in my opinion yeah yeah and and plus just like the the change in, in obviously power systems that that happens in part three v where like yeah very light spoiler mm -hmm. yeah well yeah i mean I, I i as much as it yeah it is like part three is where we get the introduction of stands which is where now powers fight sequences and problems mm -hmm. become really like interesting puzzles to mm -hmm. solve yeah um, you know, parts one and two, for the most part, are I punch you hard, he punch me harder, mm -hmm. but then I dodge your punch and punch you really, really, really hard. Yeah. Um, which, again, still a lot of fun, and obviously there's more happening in part two, but um, glad that you got on the JoJo train and uh, excited for you to get into part three oh, and yeah. the, the back end of part two as well, because they both are a whole lot of fun mm -hmm. let us know how that goes because it's it's pretty wild <laughs> yeah uh so again thank you for the email luke and on to the next one from garrett hey league cast bros remember that time many seasons ago where riot used to have community events and rotating game modes all the talk about vibing with fellow players and having fun and customs not flaming people brought me back to a time where i remember getting on with large groups of friends uh, that just seemed to all get on at the same time, and we didn't have to schedule playtime. League was just the game to play at the time, and I believe it was due to community events. For those that didn't experience this era, Riot used to have up to five or six rotating games, game modes that changed out every week or two. Blue Essence used to be gained at a much slower rate in the game, and during these events, you'd be granted bonuses for Blue Essence, as well as playing groups of friends. It was fantastic for newer players to unlock their champions faster, uh, which incentivized people to play, and it gave fresh new content each week to try different champions or gameplay strategies with the different modes. 
My favorite mode was Legend of the Poro King. I love the combos you could do with it um, in that mode with every champion having a short teleport and the fact that Poro snack power-ups were like a cool secondary ultimate that each player could use for an advantage. Unfortunately, Riot posted a forum a while back talking about these modes saying that they did not want to take any time uh, balancing them or supporting new champion ability interactions on old maps and Poro King was a mode listed as one of them. But to me, I'm not sure why Poro King was even listed because it's just Howling Abyss with one additional AI in it. Teleporting to the King just transformed your champion into a tiny flying Poro. I believe back to the King's location and that's it. So there's nothing unique to every champion for that interaction. Also need champion abilities that are already supported in Howling Abyss, so no additional coding should be necessary. I believe the fall of COVID and company expansion had to do with this and Riot had to shrink back funding for projects for a while before they finally decided that this was a cut that they should make and the money should be invested elsewhere. After all, newer content like Valorant, TFT, and Arcane, Legends of Runeterra uh, likely required people within the company to move divisions. And now that all of their eggs are, are not in one basket, they're probably making better money than previously and League kind of just became a little bit more of a forgotten stepchild to them. Anyway, what's your opinion on that era? Did you enjoy it too? And do you think it was healthy for the community and or should it ever happen again? I mean, I think all of us enjoyed yeah. the rotating game modes to a point. Mm -hmm. One a, of the biggest... The only one that sucked balls was that like tower defense one and then you swapped yeah one side was fun one side was miserable yeah that was the only one that like truly missed nexus the mark in my siege. opinion nexus siege yeah and i'm yeah. sure people are gonna give us hate for that <laughs> i so one of the issues with like all of the game modes is that you know a, a good chunk of the player base saw them as for fun and a good chunk of the player base continued to play really sweaty it's the same reason that like a lot of us these days don't really like Earth mm -hmm. is because you get like two fun games and you get a bunch of other games with somebody like perma split pushing or like you get flamed if you don't lock in one of the 10 OP characters. Um, I I thought that they were a lot of fun. I, I did enjoy Poro King a lot, especially the like dashing to and from the, the Poro King and using Snowball. You could do some silly st stuff with that. Um, as for the actual supporting of those game modes and having stuff work, you would think that because characters work on Howling Abyss that they would work in Poro King, but man, Riot Spaghetti Code has some weird shit mm -hmm. in there. And like, for all I know, if I played Yumi and was attached to somebody and then tried to activate my dash to the Poro King, it might crash somebody's <laughs> game. Like it, it might, it might delete somebody's client. Mm -hmm. It might delete their account. I don't know. <laughs> like it i do just want to hop in really quick because i think there's a couple things that sure. people misremember um one thing was the amount of shit that Riot got for this stuff is kind of crazy I'm, I'm mostly talking about the ip bonuses and stuff like that i think everyone wants rotating game modes they're fun they're i would love to do community games with rotating game modes but like for bonuses and stuff like that i remember when they implemented party bonuses so you had to queue with like one if you queue with an extra player you get like 25 percent bonus if you queue with like five players you get like a 300 percent bonus or whatever it was like a, it was a big difference um dude the amount of like posts on like the riot forums back then the being like this is like i, I don't i don't play with people like this is 
this is awful. It was crazy. And the other issue it created was, um, I'm not sure if you guys remember this, people would just farm the farm it for like points. Yeah. So like you'd have, a, you need to, need to play for seven minutes to get points. So people would play in pre-mades and they would just fucking play pre-made rush comps and end the game in like 10 minutes. And that was all they would do. So like most of your games uh, during these modes, or maybe not most, maybe like one in 10 games, let's just say in this mode, would be against a team who's literally just grinding game modes to for like ip because there'd be such a big bonus and they would just like be spamming games and it's like fuck man it's fun it incentivizes people but like people take advantage of stuff and ruin stuff so easily like yeah it um there there are definitely like aspects of it i think that were fun sometimes but i i never really fell in love with the game mode the way that i think a lot of other people say they did or Mm -hmm. you know what did um, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Um, yeah, I, I just never enjoyed it as much. I think Colton highlighted a, a really big issue for me is like, you know, I, I want to enjoy earth because they're really fast. They're really chaotic. Like it gives you a chance to do things like Permis and Gragas that you would never be able to do in a normal game. Um, and, and enjoy the game that way. But then, it, you know, you have a split pushing Nasus who like, I, I totally understand wanting to, to get like, 900 a thousand stacks in 10 minutes but then you just like you don't hit a champion with it like you just continue split pushing at some point like i I don't know like the mindset i think of people in rotating game modes is not something that i share um so it it can get really frustrating um and then i think the biggest issue was like the player base was just always low um i think with the exception of like release nexus splits um most of the game modes took like a while to get into game uh if you didn't have a full party you know you'd you'd get matched with someone who wasn't a full party so it wasn't even like a a good way to meet people i suppose i don't know mm-hmm. it, just not for me um so yeah different I, times. I, there's upsides and downsides i think no matter what we want we want like rotating game modes back we want mm-hmm. them to be available in customs is the biggest thing though that would make our oh yeah we, absolutely there's no reason that that doesn't exist it'd be so fun if we could just do fucking like earth customs or like all for one customs and i don't know mm-hmm. there's dude the amount of like custom games that people would create with these things would be insane like yep i i still love going on the fucking like custom game browser and finding like like find the teemo games and like aram before it was an actual game mode and stuff like people just come mm-hmm. up with one shit when they're given the tools but uh, we're not given any tools so yeah and i think that's like a, a really good example is, you know, League was created from a Dota custom game. Or, uh, no, I'm sorry, from a, what, StarCraft custom game? Uh, it's Dota, I think. Yeah, it Dota. Was, Dota was created well, Dota from Dota came from StarCraft, yeah. which came from, which then yeah. spawned League, I guess is what, yeah. is what I'm trying well, to wasn't say. Wasn't it, it was Warcraft? Warcraft, yeah, Warcraft that's game it. Mode yeah, created Dota. yeah, it was, it was a Warcraft custom mode that spawned into Dota, which created the MOBA, which then, mm-hmm. like, led to the building of League of Legends. Yeah, but but that's what I mean is, like, you know you um like custom games led to the creation of of your company and your 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 biggest product you know wouldn't you i i feel like you should be a little more i don't know compelled to create a a support system for that um even even a pretty minor one you know oh for sure a little crazy all right um awesome yeah thank you our next email is from Dippy. Uh, one of the contributing factors to the toxicity in League is language creep. That's when people being hyperbolic uh, um, use a more extreme word to describe something that eventually the extreme word replaces the original word. 
Uh, a couple exam of examples I've seen over the years would be how Inting went from actually intentionally dying multiple times to mm -hmm. grief your team to instead being used to describe when you face check a bush, die, and in retrospect, you know you shouldn't have. Or how one-shotting used to mean an actual single button click that led to your demise. Now you can hear someone say they got one-shotted by the Zed who got four hits in over the course of four seconds. If you want to keep toxicity down, you can do your part by keeping the language of the game appropriate to what is actually happening in the game. Extreme language uh, leads to extreme emotions, Dippy. Yep, I think that's I sort of what you were highlighting last uh, last week, Aiden. Yeah, it's like all you can do is your part and try to like bring shit back to earth a little bit. But that mm -hmm. being said, like once again, I literally streamed last week and I, I ended the stream with like, this game sucks, yeah. <laughs> don't play it. Um, but yeah, the reality is like, I don't know, if, if you mm -hmm. can do your part and try not to be like, a oh, one person died or I got denied one wave, the game's over then because yeah. the game obviously isn't fucking over uh then mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're fighting back a little bit yeah and i i think dippy like brings the very good point of like the the way you talk about it the language you use matters a lot um and people are super super hyperbolic about stuff like again with the the commonality now of like calling players dog shit where it's like hey our our d1 60 percent win rate top mm -hmm. laner lost lane to a master 70% win rate top laner. <laughs> He's dog shit. No, he lost lane to a better player. Yeah. It happens. Like, As you, match you history might be, be all the best for, player ever. Like, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's silly as can be. But mm -hmm. Yeah. Weird Thanks, Dippy. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Next email is from One Who Naps. Hello, fellas. It's been a hot minute since I emailed, but I have a question that I've debated with my friends to pass on to you guys. As we all know, there are champions in League that can theoretically scale infinitely. <laughs> the question we always argue is, which of those champions would be strongest with infinity stacks? Uh, now, having a degree in math, I could talk your ear off about the nature of different infinities, but to summarize, uh, you can't assume infinite stacks because you can't subtract mm -hmm. health from infinite health. Uh, so we change the number to just very large. <laughs> so in your opinion, in a free-for-all battle, which of the infinite scaling champions would win with, let's say, a million stacks? I think like some uh, someone like Scion or Swain would have to win because a million damage can still be reduced by MR, but a huge stacked Vigar will still only have like 3,000 health max. Senna is a sleeper choice though. Infinite range and lifesteal hurts. Thanks, buds, and sorry for the infinite length of this email, one who naps. Yeah, so I'm trying to see um, if... I. It doesn't look like Senna's caps at all. It doesn't have like, like no, yeah. and so that yeah, I think the the clear answer is is Senna. I mean, because so she has attack range, but it also increases her attack damage as well per stack, um, because she yeah. doesn't she doesn't gain eighty per level. Um, so I think a level eighteen like max eight, like a million stacks is just going to auto attack you from off screen, and there's nothing you can really do about it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the thing, right? And even if you have, let's say, 3 million health, if she gets Kraken Slayer, which I'm assuming if we're giving them a million stacks, we're also giving them a full build. Like, Probably. She can just have Kraken Slayer Didn't farm and Lord well. Doms. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, and again, right, it's just like 
she auto attacks you from off screen and you never get on her screen because she can also just go like Cyrilda's boots three and a bunch of movement speed and just in like and, and never get touched by you because she's three screens away slowing you every auto mm-hmm. yeah there's just nothing you can um, really do about that <laughs> yeah now if we if we take senna out of the equation i, I think it becomes a much more interesting question mm-hmm. um so my sleeper one was uh I, I had a sleeper one but i figured out that they're capped on the range increase which was kindred um oh yeah kindred caps, is really good but mm-hmm. her range increase is capped at 25 stacks uh, which i didn't know um i guess no one gets 25 stacks anyways but because I was going to say, if Kindred also got Infinity Rage, she's just a better version of Senna, right? Like, for that, I think. Mm, I, yeah, I suppose so. Because mm-hmm. she has a fucking denial thing that you're just going to sit under yourself and then you have infinite range, but she doesn't yeah. work like that. So, uh, But yeah, I think Senna's like, definitely god tier. Um, I think Vigar honestly is up there. Like, as much as you say, like, resist and stuff, like, Vigar is an insane pick, like, for this, I think. Yeah, and again, Vigar has got, like, the advantage of pretty good range and tools to keep you off him where like great you've got a million health on scion how do you actually get to that vigar yeah you know or great you've got a million q stacks on nasus but you you still need to walk at them to apply mm-hmm. them um i would say like i'm i'm interested in seeing um I, I need to see the the way that Cho'Gath yeah. R scales because I believe the damage is based on his max health. Yeah, and he and also so gets range. If he had a million feast stacks, which like already because of the the way that every all of those other infinite scaling things, like you, you get a stack for every minion you kill as yeah. like Vigar and Scion. Whereas obviously Cho'Gath feast stacks are a different story. Mm-hmm. So if you have a million feast stacks, you're probably at like five million health and so the only person who doesn't get one hit by your r is a scion or a swain who's also got three million health but then you have max health damage in your kit so (laughs) yeah i suppose so um yeah chogath would be a good one yeah i wish his size that wasn't capped (laughs) is it is it capped i didn't know it was capped. it's capped at 10 no, I know that. That'd be hilarious. Ten, ten yeah. level At a million stacks, he's just the size of the map, and so <laughs> yeah. even though you have range, he can still auto attack uh-huh, you. Yeah, his his model size is the size of the map. That'd be wild. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think after e that, everything and like the tier list goes downhill after that, right? For sure, because yeah, I think so. Like Scion's just health. Shivana's health, armor and magic resist. Thresh's armor and AP. Swain's just health. Yeah, and and yeah. Thresh. Thresh is diminishing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, think like so I, Senna, A tier. Like S tier, mm-hmm. sorry. And then it probably goes to like Vigar or maybe Cho or something like that. Yeah. It's yeah, I think Vigar is probably like next. And then again, the next level, it's it's odd because it's like the question of a million stacks versus an absurd amount of stacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you, you could make an argument with Kindred because your range would still be very high at twenty five stacks. It's seven hundred fifty. And if you have a million stacks, the the damage of her E yeah. is percentage health Ooh. that scales up. So I I think you might hundred percent like overcap with her E. I'd have to check the scaling on it, but I think if you had a million stacks, 
her E would do like 300% of your current health. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking wild, actually. Um, So, like, she'd be up there. Interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for the cool. uh, email. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Next email is from Bonnie. Hey, lads. Wrote in last week about Hullbreaker splitting in Tiamat, and you guys mentioned that Set can't typically fit Tiamat into his build, but I find it to be quite strong, especially built into a Titanic Hydra. Since it gives health and a small AD boost based on health, and Set has no issues uh, getting HP. Uh, so I was curious, why do you lads think it's not an optimal item on him? And uh, make it so I'm not just having a discussion with a week-long pause. An unrelated question. How do you guys feel about the idea that a player can't play a champion until they hit a certain rank? For example, silver players aren't good enough to play Yasuo, or you shouldn't even think about playing Riven until high gold. Both things I've heard is flame in game towards low elo players, Bonnie. I, the easiest question I think off the bat is that that's nonsense. Yeah. Like, sure, you can't play X character optimally till X level. But, like, the issue with that statement is it's all on such a spectrum. Yeah. Where it's like, you can't play Riven optimally unless you're the one person who's the best player in the world at Riven mm -hmm. who was like rank one challenger when they had to buff the character because high rank challenger players couldn't play Riven properly like it's it's just bullshit now I would say that there are characters better suited towards low elo and towards lower skilled players but like if it's the question of like you aren't good enough to play X character you shouldn't you can't no you absolutely can it just might be an inefficient way to like climb or play the game. Mm -hmm. Like, right. It, it is inefficient for me to play a lot of the characters that I do, because I could probably do better if I played a, a less intensive character. Like let's say for jungle, if I, if I choose to play Rengar or Kindred instead of Nunu or Zack, mm -hmm. right? Like I am, nerfing myself because now i have to spend way more attention playing that character as opposed to just playing the game but yeah no like you you can play any character at any rank it's a game yeah yeah i can think I the way in? that colton Sorry, worded yeah. it was the the most ideal way to put it is like op some characters are more optimal in in certain elos um for example i mean master yi is i think the probably the best example of a champion who really excel like inversely scales with lp or or elo mmr whatever you want to call it like mm -hmm. he is so much better at iron than he is at challenger um and and you know that's just, that's an example of that that is valid you know a, a right way to to put that um but the wrong way to say it is is what you did is like you can't play this character until you know until that elo yeah yeah and again like obviously the people playing him in iron are not better at him than the people in master <laughs> mm -hmm. it, you know it's it's the play style and countering it effectively um but uh, yeah I, I don't know people make way too much of a big deal about you know high skill cap or like high skill ceiling high skill floor characters about only playing meta stuff about having optimal yeah. builds like again for for i think a common example of the amount of times players in lec lcs lck build like mathematically incorrect items or suboptimal items it's like great 
That's still the third best mid laner yeah. in the world. I don't care that they completed their Morellanomicon. It could have been better. That's still the third best mid laner in the world. And you are certainly not going to be better than them because you know that in that situation, if they had gone Void Staff, they would have dealt, you know, mm -hmm. 0.79% more damage. Oh, no, for yeah. sure. I do want to quickly jump in on set things. I said that dub comment last week. I said set shouldn't build Titanic. Um, and I'm kind of wrong because it's like a 10% build item on him. It's typically built fifth or sixth. The issue is that set builds a shitload of expensive items is mainly what I was trying to get at. Like you build Hullbreaker first pretty well every single game. Then your Mythic, which is Gore Drinker Stridebreaker every game, which are both 3,300 gold items, I think. Um, and then you always build Sterix next, which is a 3,100 gold item. And then you can consider building it here, but I still think Death Stance is a better item, which is another 3,300 gold item. Like, I don't know, your, your spend, your build is so expensive. Your cheapest item is fucking Hallbreaker, like, which is 2,800. And then every other uh, item's over three grand. Um, and then, like, I still think the best way to play Zed is not even building the Bruiser items. I think building tank items on him is, like, better. So, like, you're then not taking a tank item to have wave clear at, like, late in the game where you don't really need wave clear. I personally don't well, think uh, Titanic's very good on him, but, uh, like, no pros build it. Obviously, like, in solo queue, it's better because just having damage is kind of sick, but I think Set's, like, a really good, like, two-item bruiser character into, like, full tank character. Well, I think, like, you should try to think about what Set wants to do in a team fight, and that <laughs> is not ideally auto-attack a bunch. Yeah. Um, you, I think the longer the fight lasts is Set, the, the worse it's going to be off for you, typically. Um, yeah, this like on paper this is like the perfect item for him he builds a lot of hp he needs a bit of extra you know damage he loves to build it gives him the the wave clear that's really nice but in team fights all you really want to be doing is ca like casting your spells one time and the fight's over yeah. uh because if it goes longer than that after his shield is down it gets kind of to be a, a a really like iffy point where you have to get low to build up your grit to make your shield fat to make your damage fat but then yeah, you're it's 50 low of your hp to hit a full charge thing so you have to yeah do exactly best and, and you can do like, twice <laughs> yeah so like that that's just sort of like i, I don't know the way to the way to think about that i suppose um i i don't think it's ideal for for those reasons uh especially when like aiden was saying there are so many items that are really really strong right, right now for bruisers um and i personally think that stance is, is probably like the actual best item in the game as much as i meme about zonias all the time mm-hmm um, but it reducing all sorts of damage that you take now versus only physical, like is actually insane. Yeah. Um, and it restores, uh, max HP based on attack damage, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I, they're just better items is what it comes down to. Um, for, for it, it's not un, like unbuildable like once again like it is a good yeah. like wave clear item it's nice to have early but i don't think you can build it early on him and then later it falls off and there's just so many good items but it, I, yeah. I shouldn't say that you can't build it <laughs> i just think there's like yeah like he has 10 good items before you get to titanic in my opinion mm -hmm. yeah that, that's yeah. the issue mm -hmm. that i'm i'm with you there again and i think even like in the items you mentioned I, like there are other ones that situationally are super good like i think blade of the rune king mm -hmm. can be obscenely good on set I think Blade of the Rune King is better than Titanic. Yeah. On set. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Um, and right, like Black Cleaver. That, that's the thing. And I think that's the thing yeah. with a lot of characters is that like Titanic would be nice, but there's just like four other items ahead of it that are typically mm -hmm. better. And by the time you can afford as a fourth, fifth item, 
you don't need to wave clear anymore because you're not laning anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's right, like time. when if if we're forty minutes into the game, you know, and my option is to buy a Titanic Hydra or a Randuins. Like I'm getting a Randuins because mm-hmm. I want to not take as much damage and be able to slow the enemy team, as opposed to like being able to clear a wave faster because my eighty carries on side lane duty. Like my mid laner is going to clear that wave. That's not my job anymore. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the email, Bonnie. Next one from Ryan. Yeah, I'm reading this one. I think you read two in a row. Um, Ryan Maybe. says, I'm writing this the day after Persona 4 Arena Ultimax dropped in the game. The game has a character whose entire game plan revol- revolves around a baseball gauge. Uh, as he scores hits and lands specials, the game keeps track of a baseball game complete with balls, strikes, outs, and bases run. When he hits 10 runs, he gets a huge buff and the properties of his moves change. Uh, he's bottom tier because of how hard he is to get online but uh, and how convoluted he is. But he's cool as fuck regardless. This got my mind moving to Zarya and Samira, champions who are aimed to bring the feeling of other games, uh, other game genres, sorry, shooters and character action games specifically. Um, And so I ask you, what genres, games, sports, things do you guys think uh, would be cool to see brought into champions kits as mechanics? The character's name is uh, Junpei, if you want to look, if you want to see what he looks like, by the way, Ryan. Okay, can we? I just like hop in and shout out our fucking Patreon where we talked about Sona because I think Sona being remade as a fucking like uh, yeah. rhythm game character, like a fucking DDR rhythm game character, would be so fucking sick, dude. But fuck me, it'd be pretty fun. Um, hmm. I think that there's a world in which having like a stealth game character could be really fun for but, one like, person. <laughs> the, the, I think the biggest problem with it is that like. If they're an assassin, it feels bad. If, and like the current state of vision is like, if I see your vision, you see me or know that I'm in the area. Um, so the only way to like properly do stealth mm-hmm. is to either be like a full invis character or to be like, just like, ultra instinct to know where all their wards are i think that there's a world where you could like have a character who almost like i'm trying i'm trying to remember like the valorant character who like hacks the enemy team oh cypher cypher yeah like where if it's like if you reveal a ward and like maybe your ultimate or something was then you can see where all of their other wards That'd are be cool and like you you have that knowledge then for a few seconds where it's like you can then walk around them like just outside of vision without having to sweeper them and show that you're there without having to like have a plant or actually being invisible um because like the, the closest you're ever going to get to that is with like Callista's little patrolling spirits and we can all remember the clip of i think bengi like sneaking around behind yeah. the spirits for like 45 seconds doing shit yeah. and it's like oh it's a, it's a fucking stealth game but like obviously there aren't you know like npc guards and and walking vision patterns in the game i think it could be fun but it would be really really hard to implement in a way that didn't feel shit yeah i think it would be um i'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to say add a, like, Heroes of the Stone-esque, Heroes of the Storm, sorry, esque, uh, like, character who gets to, like, make a, make a lot of meaningful choices throughout the game. 
uh, I, I guess similar to Kha'Zix, um, but taken to, to the more extreme. Um, yeah, where instead of having four possible evolutions and you get three out of four, it's like at level six, you pick one out of four and they're all gone after that. Like at level 11, you get a new set of four to choose from. Oh, interesting. That's, like that's, every... So the way that they do it in Heroes of the Storm is you have three abilities um, typically, mm-hmm. and then your ultimate, you get to pick between two. And then at max rank, you get to upgrade like upgrade one of those two that you locked yourself into basically. Okay. But like instead of putting points into abilities where you max them, like you pick talents to uh, uh, sort of augment your, your abilities. Uh, just as an example, maybe, maybe this is what happens to Victor and you can say like, okay, well this game, I really need like the bonus shielding. So I'm going to upgrade my Q early uh, and then I need the slow, so I need the I need the slow, but I don't need the wave clear as much. So I'm gonna upgrade W, uh, and then you know circle. But but take it to the extreme. I mean that's like level one and yeah. level two. Like and then that just goes throughout mm-hmm. the game where you're not putting points into abilities. Like you're picking talents to augment your abilities that that change how they function. Um, yeah, I I could see that being really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously the, impossible guess- to balance. <laughs> but it'd be yeah, very difficult to balance mm-hmm. without having those choices feel not meaningful right like if, if you were if your choices were it's like okay well i can go from a 25 percent slow up to 30 up to 35 up to 40 up to 45 if i put like five talent points in it that doesn't yeah. feel no, great because no, no, it, it feels like you're just, that's yeah. just a, that's just a regular upgrade but for instance like there are characters who completely change the the way that they function is like okay now this ability has it, it it has two charges and it casts in a, in an AOE instead of just a cone in front of you, like or yeah. it applies a, a a vulnerable state to everyone that it hits, like some, something like that where it just like y- your upgrades would drastically change how the character functions. Yeah, I think that like that could be really interesting, and I also think that they could do a lot more with the characters that have something similar already. Yeah with like Kha'Zix, Kane, and Victor, I think being the, the primary examples. Um, mm. I, I think Udyr would be another one that could be pretty... Yeah, yeah, true. A, a pretty good candidate for it, where it's like, you could switch him to say, like, you can put three points in each ability, and then you get like six talent points at level, you know, three, six, nine, you know, whatever. And, you know, if that's go to a special shop, kind of like Gangplank gets with Silver Serpents and you get to like pick specialized upgrades or you get some kind of like talent tree, having interesting choices like that, I think are a lot of fun. That's one of the things that drew me to Kha'Zix. But again, it's like, okay, well, I it's either Q or W depending on what's best right yeah. now. And then next I get the other one. And then it's probably always jump mm-hmm. like... It it we're describing Hades, I think, where like <laughs> w- like you you pick a you pick a thing and then you augment it in other ways and then you upgrade those augments, like yeah. which would be sick as fuck yeah. for a character. I feel like that. I mean, that could exist for a character like Aphelios. I think Udyr was a really good example of like uh, imagine you load into the game and you have to pick which primal spirit like is your your main for this one. Like, okay, guys, I'm going Phoenix for this game. Like, that's gonna be my primary like source of of everything and then my augments will will be based on the other like uh different like spirits that that exist in in his kit Mm -hmm. but awesome that's all right 
Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. And you and you can do that to varying degrees, obviously, between yeah. like completely overhauling the ability or just making like, hey, if you augment your Phoenix stance, the AoE is bigger and deals more mm-hmm. damage, or like your bear now has a larger dash or whatever it yeah. is. But um a lot of interesting possibilities there. Um thank you again, Ryan, for the email. Next one is from Elliot. Yes. Uh, okay, I've been a Fudge Factor fan since MSI last year. I knew he wasn't going to be the best mid laner when role swapping, but recently I've noticed he's actually really good mid. I believe he currently has the fewest deaths of all mid laners. What are your thoughts on Fudge and Cloud9? Do you think they'll continue into the summer and international competitions? Uh, also, since at this point it's obvious that it's going to be TL and Cloud9 in the finals for spring, do you think that Cloud9 will win the spring split? Thanks for the podcast. Also, fuck Elden Ring for taking up all my free time, Elliot. Um, I think the way Fudge played the game where he in the top lane and correct me if I'm if I'm mistaken, but he had a very like atypical style where he was playing things that other people wouldn't pick at the time. I, I think he picked a lot of Aurelia when she wasn't necessarily popular and competitive. Um, and, and I think that really translates mid lane, especially with the things that LS was trying to implement. Like there are not many other mid laners who would just YOLO pick Ivern mid or Soraka mid, something like that. Um, but I, I think the way that fudge plays the game is really good for, um, his team where I, I think sometimes he recognizes he has to be the carry, but he's also fine with engaging the fights or, um, you know, putting himself out as bait. So the rest of the team can, can take the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I think he's a, he's a good mid laner, but I also think NA kind of suffers from not having a lot of good mid lane talent. Um, at least compared to other regions. I, I think it, we obviously get blasted in some roles, but I think mid has always been sort of like, we're a step behind EU and then like vastly far behind uh, LCK. And then, infinitely far behind like lpl mid laners yeah for sure um but i mean fudge looks good uh do we think c9 is gonna win spring i do i i I really do i i think they're better overall as like a team uh that being said i think it's partially due to the fact that i don't know i don't know why bjergsen's getting so much praise he looks like average at best yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that being said i i have full confidence that bjergsen could be a good player again like a like insane player but uh i don't think he's like back in form yet uh for example but i think the rest of team liquid is fucking cracked like i, I think team liquid's a really good team i think bobo insane i think uh, i mean fucking core is the best player in all of lcs yeah um, of course fucking cracked. they, I, I they just, haven't lost a game with um with core yet right unless they lost this weekend i guess they did lose they lost to fuck who did they, they lose okay. to? i think they lost yeah gotcha but uh, either way like i think tl has like better pound for pound players i just think that t uh cloud nine's a maybe not actually fucking cloud nine's team's fucking crazy too fucking summit and berserker are probably yeah, the best it, two in their roles in the in the in lcs i think like yeah i mean i think it really comes down to like can team liquid's bot lane uh stave off the rest of the map uh the rest yeah. of cloud line cloud nine's map um i i would like to to give a little special shout out to 100 thieves i think they're really coming into their own recently yeah um started off the split a little like bad but they're pretty sizably in third place uh not too far out of um out of like second first i believe Mm -hmm. um so and 
if I so I I think Cloud Nine's a, a pretty sure lock for finals, but I could see I could see Tin Liquid being upset by you know Hundred Thieves. Yeah, for sure. It's great though. We have Super Week this last weekend, so uh, every team's playing three games. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is the most LCS I've ever watched. It's I think the most entertaining product that's come out in a while. Um, so, and, and a lot of that has to do with like Cloud Nine putting on really really impressive performances with like Summit Berserker. Um, like popping off so cool thanks elliot i mean uh yeah elliot also yeah elden ring is <laughs> a good game our next email is from kimmy real uh hi all no intro just a question that popped into my head this morning you've talked on the podcast about your favorite voice lines or the best voice lines in league but what champion has the worst lines and or the worst lines that are at least suited for their character i assume the worst defenders have been revoiced over the years with reworks and updates uh, but there've got to be some really terrible or generic lines, right? Love the podcast, Kim Real. Um, I think the only character whose voice lines I really truly don't like are Zaya's without Rakan and um, Yumi's. I mean, I, I more don't of even a dog know, person, huh? <laughs> that's her. That's her band quote, right? <laughs> I fucking hate. I, yeah, I hear it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think like. For the most part, I think right is we, we've definitely said this before. Their like sound department as a whole is really yeah. good, but I think the champion <laughs> voices are fantastic. Um, there are some really really iconic like voice actors that they've chosen to go with, um, but that still feel like they fit the character. You know, like who's yeah, the, I would... who's the who's the like he is everything and he voiced Gangplank. Um, sorry, you you guys go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna, uh, yeah, well, you look that up. I was just going to say, I think, yeah, in general, like, they're very good. And it's it's tough because I, I don't think many characters have, like, bad lines on average. I think a lot of them have, like, a bad voice line or two. But they're, for the most part, pretty solid. Like, there are certain characters where I'm just like, oh, that line was super cringy. Or, like, I wish that I could just remove that one, but I don't, I don't think any characters that I'm like entirely against. I'm being informed by uh, audience participation that it's Matt Mercer who voices yeah. Gangplank. And like, I don't know, to me, it doesn't sound like Matt Mercer. It sounds like Gangplank, you know? So I don't know. I, I think that I don't, I wouldn't say there are any aside from solo Zaya. <laughs> if you had to recast a voice, uh, a voice of character as Seth Rogen, who would you choose? Seth Rogen, uh, yeah. singed, <laughs> but <laughs> it's laugh, just fucking dude. weed clap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You get oh. flipped. It's the Seth Rogen laugh. <laughs> you turn on the poison, but it's just like his fucking his vape. Yeah, well, that's funny. That's that's good. Cool. <laughs> that, awesome question. Yeah. Thanks, Kimmy Real. Yeah. Next email is from Clubfoot. Uh, why can't I just take a longer queue and only pick for one role in ranked? Also, why can't Nico's passive let her turn into neutral monsters? How sick would that <laughs> be? So sick. And it Sorry for the, the long email, Clubfoot. That's really cool. It'd be so broken, right? No, it wouldn't. It'd be so... It, like, I feel like it doesn't change her win rate at all, but it makes it like... You could do plays where you kill Gromp and then pretend to be Gromp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Is it'd be so funny if somebody like wasn't tracking timers yeah. properly and you were pretending to be Gromp or like red buff. Or even worse, like Dragon, where it's like Dragon doesn't spawn for 15 more seconds, but you're pretending to be Dragon. That's so funny. <laughs> I like the idea of like killing one of the like the little wraith and then just pretending to be a little wraith in the camp of all. <laughs> oh, or you could you kill the big one. You just pretend to be the mom. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> or would and you your team is like, what the fuck, Nico? Why are you AFK? And it's like, I'm protecting my family. Yeah. Would you I, I do want to quickly touch on the longer queue thing because I've talked about it a lot. I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of it. Uh, the main just the main thing is is the longer queue times like when queue is long, it's expanding its like range of players like that it's mm-hmm. looking for. Think of like if you ever played old Halo Three has the best yeah, fucking Halo. visual, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like okay, you are two thousand two hundred yellow. Uh, so after a minute, it goes okay. Now it's not just searching twenty two hundred yellow. It's not just searching players at that exact yellow. It's searching now for twenty one hundred to twenty three hundred yellow. And then after another minute, it's searching between uh, two thousand mm-hmm. yellow and two thousand four hundred yellow. Um, and that's how that that's how keywords work, right? And yeah. So if you're if you're queuing for, let's just say you're playing Phil, you're searching for literally any other possible player on your team right so q times quick and you'll get higher quality matches that are closer to your elo and q times will be smaller the more roles that you're not willing to play the longer q is going to start searching for more and more and more and more and more people uh, until you're fucking playing with people like a thousand elo out of your range and the counterpoint is well why can't i just like have it so it's capped at 2200 to 2400 right it only searches in this range and i'm down to wait 20 minutes for a game um, but the issue is Riot isn't willing because their dang- game will fucking yeah. die. <laughs> yeah, if, like, every, if everyone yeah. if everyone sets it to be like, I only want to play people who are 10 LP just for the sake of argument, like 10 yep. LP range, like plus yep. or minus, like games will never get started. People will stop climbing. It's going to take ev- it, it, like it's not just going to be you who takes longer. It's going it, to it's everyone who's going to gonna take longer there's also way so more like, room for abuse and stuff like that mm-hmm. like it, it, it's just like there's there's reasons why these systems are in place i think there's things that riot could do better they could show you like the range of like what you're searching so like you understand how the systems work they could actually explain mmr and they should make it so that people who want to fill have the option of queuing not one role so i'm fill plus i don't want to play jungle fill except yeah because yep that's that's what i was gonna say is i think that that's the the first yep. easiest and best solution for this is like implement fill and then exclude one um i think that would be really great for the game like you said i think the transparency on matchmaking and how that window like increases like let me hover over my q timer and it says like searching players plus or minus 40 lp yeah and i've been in queue now for three minutes it says like searching for players plus or minus 150 lp I mean, so in our eyes, that would be fine because we understand how it works. But then imagine sitting in a long queue and you're like a silver player and you get into a lobby and you see like, okay, why the fuck am I like, why am I being matched with, with bronze players, but also like plat players? Like this sucks. Yeah. No, there needs to be transparency on how like systems work though. Like, I think that's like the reality. Like if everyone understood how, like, that's why queues like take longer and why the longer in queue, the worst quality game you'll get, then I feel Mm -hmm. like left people would want to only queue for like certain things that will make queues longer um yeah but i just feel like it's a very misunderstood thing not for anyone's fault because just companies don't explain it like at all mm-hmm. but like, I, I think there's a good reason sometimes for them to not explain oh for sure and keep that hidden so i i agree i just think that there's a lot of like questions and stuff brought up because like oh for sure negative fucking information about it stuff for there. sure it's a bit of like ignorance is bliss I mean, we don't understand how MMR works in League still, like, which is is Mm -hmm. fucking crazy. Like, yeah. Hey, MMR goes up if you win, goes down if you lose. That's all we need to know. Um, thank you, uh, Clubfoot. Our last email, oh fuck, is from uh, Zoom Zoomluge. Uh, I hope I didn't. I mean, 
I apologize for butchering your name. I'll go ahead and just. That's just how I would have said it, like Tsumluch. Yeah. Like so, it's there's it, a there's too many consonants and a and lot the of Jews accents. all have little accents, but they're all on them. different. No, they're the same. They're the same. Sorry. Yeah. It just anyway, my English email. My English brain can't can't handle accents. So, um, highly cast the last couple of months. Uh, something rather odd has been driving me crazy when I play League. The Viega passive, and it's probably not for the reason you think. It's not the fact that he becomes the champion for a brief moment and can do flashy plays with it. It's because if you ping uh, that he, for example, used his ult after ganking and killing you, you actually ping your own ult. Since he was last seen as your champion, and the same goes for when holding tab. If you last saw him as one of your team's champions, only that champion's items will be visible on the tab menu. Uh, not the items that he actually has. I really feel like it's such an odd way of design. Uh, it makes for poor communication when playing without chat and using only pings. I really think this shouldn't function like this. Am I just a Viego hater and tries to find error, try to find errors in his kit, or do you agree with me to some extent? Um, I, yeah, I, I think mean, the that's biggest one that you didn't even bring up really quick is that um, if he kills someone on your team as like one of your team's characters, it'll be like. Diana got a triple kill. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my Diana got a triple kill? Oh, no, it's him as Diana got a triple kill. <laughs> you're like, oh. Yeah. And it's, I, I'm sure it works that way because that's the only way they could get it <laughs> to work with the game. Um, that being said, it's not great for clarity. And I think this is a legitimate complaint. Um, I, I, I think it's something that they could potentially work towards bettering. But I don't know if legitimately, like, I, I, I don't know if they're capable of fixing it or if the amount of effort it would take to fix it would be worth it. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, <laughs> the amount of effort they would probably have to go through to make those announcements, like, say, Viego, to have that ping properly work, to show his items, would probably be more effort than, like, designing and implementing five more characters so i think the only the only thing that i i'm i'm not a a someone who works with code a coder um i guess is the right way to say that um but it seems to me like you would want to force update the tab screen when viego's ultimate runs out and that's the way that you would do that um yeah because the only way that items in like I don't know the things like that update is is with vision and if it's if you don't have vision of them the current system would not allow it to update but i assume that there would be some way to 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 make it so that it would just force update like at a certain point in time you know yeah i don't know yeah that one seems easier to fix than like the like other parts but yeah like, yeah this is the a, other parts it's, it's uh, not I have no idea. unwarranted complaint by any means because like i, I think oh, yeah. we've all kind of thought of this before yeah mm. just another reason to add voice chat yeah um awesome thank you uh zoom luge i hope you will correct us with your pronunciation next time um for your next email if you want to send us an email it is mail at leecastpodcast.com if you want to watch us we are uh, on twitch at king lord out at blue basket and at leecast frost on twitter we are leecast on facebook we are leecast visit our website leecastpodcast.com join our discord server discord.gg forward slash leecast and finally support us on patreon patreon.com slash leecast thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week goodbye bye bye